Yes, it was okay beer. Was Can we have a good beer, please? Coming to you from Beer Snob City, it's Beer Plus 3, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. With me today is the man whose presence is preceded by painful orgasms. It's Rick Anderson. Can you shit? Oh my god. <laughs> it's just a baby. The, just out the front. Yeah. It's a front baby. What? Also, here is my favorite beard, Bree Longwell. Yeah. And I'm hoping Brandon loves me back, and together we are Beer Plus 3. That was a nice intro. (laughs) That made me feel nice. Well, you know what? This episode is brought to you by America Beer. (laughs) Have you ever uttered the phrase, greatest country in the world? This America's for you, bud. Do you believe Europe is a country? Then get yourself an America, bud. Do you think that the climate is fine, that Jesus was a white guy, and that homosexuality is a choice, then this America's for you, bud. Wait, what's this? <laughs> from the people that brought you Spuds McKenzie, and removing no from your vocabulary for the night, and those what's up, assholes. It's Anheuser-Busch, who have balls so big, we're no longer satisfied with calling ourselves the king of beer. So get ready to start chanting USA. Because our beer is now called America. That's right, the greatest country in the world now has the best beer in the world. America, in for entitled white guys all over our great nation. Did Trump buy it? Jeff, you know when... No, that's a real thing. Budweiser is changing their name of their beer to America for the summer. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is... uh, It is a real... I read that, and I thought, this is hilarious. This is... Like, whoever made this up is very... It's it's very funny. I thought it was an Onion article when I I did. I literally thought it was like some... But that's why they introduced it as, this is not an Onion article. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, my God. it's, it's, It's hilarious. And fucking frightening that they could do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, America is a continent. Two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiots. (laughs) No, it ain't. Also, you know, Jeff, when you do that. Spanish name. Hey, white guys, it's a Spanish name. (laughs) No, it ain't anymore. (laughs) No, no, no. It's like Jesus. Used to be black, now it's white. Now it's 100% American. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, when you do that ad, you really need to be sitting like on a Harley with like a um, with like a flag bandana, you know, and 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 dressed up like a biker because that's Not that's how you really so. No, I need to be sitting on the largest bull I can find. <laughs> Why a bull? Being held up by bikini-clad babes. Okay, <laughs> as beer waterfall just comes down over all the women. Oh, okay. That sounds messy. And like while that. I'm eating a cheeseburger, <laughs> no, I'm, I don't know. That's how you get acne. <laughs> what beer waterfalls? Yeah. No, really? That's, that's how you get views on YouTube. Beer, beer, beer gets you acne. <laughs> <laughs> you would know, YouTuber. Yeah, that's right. But um, anyway, yeah, I, uh, really I, quick I, subject. I wanted to bring it up again since it didn't get recorded last time. Yeah. Uh-oh. <gasps> I, bl- I blame you. <laughs> I, um, I blame Rick for that. Favorite part. email titles until I found out it was the actual email address. Erect on demand. 
Love it. <laughs> Bring on the Comcast. Let me just do the whole thing. Yes. Erect under dash on under dash demand. The E and the D are capitalized. At tghsv.nation. No, nationalinfoseeker.com. <laughs> I'm not sure I follow this, this, this URL, or not, it's an email address, but uh, it's, yeah. does anybody know anything about nationalinfoseeker.com? No, I do not. Fill us in. I, 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 I would love to, but there's children present. <laughs> you pegged it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you know what's funny is that that actually works. It doesn't mean it's not like pegging. It's pegged. Yeah, it's yeah. Never mind. Double entendre. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I would now. What are you you bringing those addresses? Because I up got because that email. You got the from email this email said. address as obviously junk email. Yeah. Oh, I ordered some. Um. <laughs> I went to comcast.net um, and ordered some. Good no, God. I just I thought that was hilarious. I was deleting my emails and I'm like, ah, fucking erect on demand. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was fucking hilarious. It was after the fact. It took a little while to sink in. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would be wary of uh, ordering any sort of erectile dysfunction solution from somebody randomly emailing you. I mean, just as a rule of thumb, I'm just if I wanted a boner, I would stop drinking. <laughs> for, for ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So what do we think about uh, Bud and their uh, America beer? I, I literally thought it was a joke. I, I seriously did. I saw that headline, and I thought, that's hysterical. That would be hilarious if that was real. And then I, I clicked through, and expecting, like Brandon said, I was expecting an onion-like site or some you know satirical site. And then the more I read, I was like, what? this isn't, they're not being funny. They're reporting this. No, I went to uh, like my three or four different beer sites that I go to. Yeah. Okay, it's three. Um, but uh, I, I went to all of them, and they all had the same article. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was really surprised. I don't Shock remember. waves ex- through the community. Yeah. What is the, what's the point of that? I mean, when. when Actually, everyone was kind of laughing. When companies rebrand, it's for typically one reason it's because the, the existing brand has been tarnished for some reason, in some way. Right. Has Budweiser been? I mean, I don't follow but any of that closely the, enough to the know. The name came originally from uh, a Czechoslovakian beer. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah which still, is why in Europe they couldn't have Budweiser. They're still, it's, they're still it's just called strong. Bud in Europe because oh. because old man uh, Bush actually went and traveled Europe back when beer wasn't as much of a thing in this country as far as like uh, as much as whiskey and <laughs> all those yummy things. And, <laughs> and after you know traveling the the portions of the world where you know beer was it's the it was the golden standard of where good beer comes from yeah. uh he stole the name budweiser uh from a Czechoslovakian company that marketed budweiser wow. came back to this country brewed it and then patented it they've been around and, since like the 16th uh, like the 16th century or 17th century well, i think the, the, r- the original r- budweisers right but yeah. the original budweisers did not file for a patent in this country and it prevents no. uh that uh, brand of beer from being sold in this country. Really kind of a, a smart, if not shitty, capitalist move uh, yeah. for uh, old man Bush to do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's still, it's it's still foreign-owned, though. It's not, an Ameri- it's not actually an American company. Well, not anymore. It used to be. No. Oh, well. 
Anyways, um, oh, it was it when it was an American company. I always Budweiser and Hanser Bush is an American company. Was yeah. an American company until yeah. they were bought out by InBev. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, is that, so is that what that uh, um, is that? Do that you think that's, that's a reaction? I, uh, is their rebranding is attempting to? No, I think they're doing what they did with uh, the th- other thing I mentioned, which was uh, removing "no" from your vocabulary every night. They mm. they're coming up with with things that are controversial. They're and controversial in a very Trumpian sort of way. Because nationalism is on the rise. Suddenly all these on people... On the rise? Well, on, well, it's always been there, but I mean, like... It's on, I think we're at the crest. <laughs> you, you, think, well, you think nationalism If we go is, any higher in that rise, we're going to start killing non-whites. Do, so do, do you, that's pretty do much you, that Do works. you think that nationalism is starting going to start going flaccid again here pretty soon? <laughs> I'm just going to stare at you for a little while. I, th- I think it, I think it's going to keep on getting harder and harder. Hey, I was flirting with a with a man at, at the uh, brewery, so still didn't get his number though. No. Well, no. Okay, then it doesn't really He'll count. He'll be there again. Doesn't, doesn't really count. We'll rendezvous. <laughs> oh, you know what I said but, to him? Yeah. You like pina coladas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I understand think, it's supposed to rain next week. <laughs> I think the point that Bree was trying to make before we all cut her off was that um, that. Um, I don't know if you want to jump in and make the point, but um, I think I know where you're going with it. Which is the uh, you were saying that that um, you know that they're changing the name because of a uh, nationalism. I the funny thing about that is is that you, I always have this idea that like people with those sort of nationalistic attitudes are kind of always there, but they know that yeah. there's certain times when they just need to shut up and not not. But well, then in what culture? Like, I don't. I don't think there. It's like that in every culture. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, in the U.S., I think. I think when somebody like Trump comes along and he's saying things he that they it. like to that they like to hear, and he's doing it publicly and he's not taking any shit for it, then they start like bubbling oh, up. Yeah, and he's not taking any shit for it, but he's not. He's not paying any real price for it. I mean, people no. liberals freak out and call him all kinds of dirty names, but then he just he turns it around on half of them and, and makes fun of them for it. So it's like. They start coming out of the woodwork suddenly. They're like, "Oh, I think it's safe now. That's I think it's why safe the to come out." KKK is always in the headlines now. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's, really, yeah. they're in the headlines. They're still around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We it's not a, like three guys in a basement L- somewhere. No, we have a branch up in Linden. And <laughs> yeah, it's three guys in a basement. <laughs> but no, the the leader of the KKK, which is down in the south, wants to be Trump's running mate, and has been. He's, he's isn't he in jail? He's, no. No, the Grand Dragon. The, 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 I thought the David. Oh no, that was David Duke. Right. That I was thinking about. Sorry, I apologize. Oh no, there's 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 definitely a a, a national this is good beer a, by the way a, a national camaraderie of of racists that are are really kind of you know it's hate has become uh, is becoming trendy again uh, and nationalism is a, a really strange ugly dynamic I mean America is certainly not the only country uh, just uh, just the other day um, I read that. Um, one of the guys who was part of the Olympic national team for Russia came out uh, saying that um, uh, there, uh, the vast majority of the Russian Olympic team for the Sochi Olympics last time was juicing, and that this this was a state-funded uh, operation to hide the fact that they were juicing, that the that uh, that the Russian government was actually. Switching up the urine samples of anyone who won a gold medal to make sure that they didn't get caught. So they and were doing like juice machines. 
kind yeah. of thing. Jumbo. It's it fucking <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what Capri Sun is over in uh, <laughs> Russia. It's uh, whatever know, it is. A tank is rolling right in there. Saint Peter. But let me let me tell you this though: if they're injecting the Capri Sun into your ass, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but but yeah, I guess um, it needs to be blown. So I so here the the, the thing with this guy uh, yeah. apparently doctor for the Olympic team, uh, he. He was kind of heading up this whole uh, cover-up and the Russian Olympic team won more golds than anyone else, unprecedented, yeah. in this last Olympics. And uh, then he started blackmailing the uh, the athletes that he had covered up for. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, when things got ugly, he fled over to this country, and a couple of his colleagues who are part of it uh, died unexpectedly. And mm. that's when he just recently came out, like this week. Mm. Uh, he came out, you know, exposing the the Russian government and how you know it was an it it, it was a nationalistic uh, move to try to show the Russian people that uh, you know Russia is great again. Yeah. <laughs> Make Russia great again. Uh huh. Make Russia great again. <laughs> wow. Weird story. Well, it's uh, nationalism is a, a really ugly, strange dynamic, mm-hmm. and I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Maybe I haven't thought about it enough. I don't want to think about it enough. But uh, you know, it's it, it's a dynamic, and it's a reflection of a variety of things. Mm-hmm. But I still have a recording of a back when uh, the the you know the invasion of Iraq started under George W. Bush and there was all the controversy about it. You know, everybody was arguing about whether that was the right thing to do or not, whether they had any actual weapons there or whatever. I still have a, a phone recording that um, at the newspaper of somebody calling up and threatening to kill someone at one of the rallies, the anti-Iraq um, invasion rallies, which is. And it's it's crazy to listen to that guy's voice. I I, I actually listened to it a couple months ago, um, and it was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is you know he claimed that he was going to be amongst the protesters and he was going to take out two of them at least. And it's just creepy, you know. And and to think that somebody needs that's that what, much attention, yeah. But that that's what it brings out in in people is just weird. You know, and I remember an incident, too, where there were a bunch of protesters in Seattle around that same time, and some guy in a truck um, drove off the road trying to run over a bunch of them. Thankfully, he didn't do it, but it was, a, it was an attempt to, I remember you know, that. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was like all that kind of stuff. It suddenly just comes out of people. As soon as they, as soon as they get this, this idea that it's suddenly okay, so it's, it's, it's acceptable. Well, mm, I think a lot of the people that do that kind of thing yeah. have other issues going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. That may be chemical, maybe you know genetic. There's, I think there's a lot of other. Factors. But they manage to hide it though when when they know they're going it's through a phase. We don't have proper health care in this country, but yeah, <laughs> they have to. It's, yeah, it's also kind of a, a collective lack of self esteem. The need to be part of a, a larger a larger group of people. Uh, well, and, I mean, we are social hmm. creatures, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that that that. Collective uh, mentality is one that, uh, unless you feel like there are other people out there that share your opinions, uh, you know, you're you're not going to go broadcasting them, especially if they're not the well, popular ones. What, one thing I, uh, my wife yeah. and I were talking about the other day, and 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 I've had this argument with other people that I believe that we should have uniforms in school because it would be cheaper for lower income families, and it would just kind of mellow everything out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I go back to, and think about my high school experience. 
there was entire swaths of children that, that all dressed the same. <laughs> Almost all the jocks dressed the same. Yeah. The country guys that were really into country music and wore the cowboy hats all dressed the same. People put themselves into uniforms. Oh, yeah, yeah. So right. it's, you but know, it's, people would argue, well, what's their individuality? If they're wearing it, they don't have it in here. <laughs> so, and I just pointed towards my head. <laughs> so if you have to wear your individuality, no, sorry. So remember, um, kids, if you're wearing your individuality or if you're wearing... You're if, naked. The, if you're wearing a, a uniform like that, you have no individuality in Jeff's head. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's it's a safe way for kids to to start developing their own individuality, but uh, yes, but I see it in in, in yeah. adult life as well, all the way into my now forties. Mm-hmm. People are still all dressing very much the same, whether it's the the thirty five year old guy with the baggy pants in wearing his flat head hat backwards, and eh, you're a grown up. That's but, why, <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, though, you have the people who are who are you know occasionally you'll get a you'll hear you, we'll get like an email from the from the principal at school or something. Yeah, oh, we had to kick a kid out today because he was wearing a shirt that depicted something violent, like a you know has exactly. guns on it. Uniforms or would get rid of that. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm not asking for strict you know ties yeah. and everything. I, just something, yeah. something cheaper and sturdy for the kids to wear. Yeah, done. I I don't. Hate that idea. I just it's um feels like going backward for some reason. Why does it feel like going backwards? I don't know. It just feels like it. It feels like you're we're I don't know. I can't I can't put it into words. But this election is like going it. forward. <laughs> <laughs> well it, 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 you know who had some really good uniforms? The Sandman. Yes, they Logan's did. Run. Logan's Run's an awesome <laughs> Before we get on to that, we should uh, talk about the two beers that we've already had. Uh, we've had two beers? What's yes. This? The oh, the Om Gang. Yeah. Well, we let's, had the, uh, let's just not talk about that. <laughs> it was about the an good beer. okay beer. I liked it, actually. Yeah. I, I liked it for a wheat ale, and I usually hate wheat ales. Well, it's the, uh, it was the, how do you say it? Om, Om Gang? Omnigon. Om, Omnigon? 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 Is it? Omnigon. 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 Oh. It's from New York. Oh, oh yeah. you do the gong. I'll do the gong. Oh, my gong. That takes too much coordination. It is the Game of Thrones Seven Kingdoms Hoppy Weed Ale. And um, I actually liked it. I would give it a three. I think it was actually pretty good. Really? Oh, yeah, I'd give that I like would... a one and a half. Really? No yeah. way. That wasn't I that. I actually really like that they that. made the wheat ale super hoppy. Because usually wheat ales are kind of robust and they have a really grassy aftertaste. That's why it has the half. <laughs> it's, uh, because it's choppy. If it was just a weed ale, uh, oh, I, I don't know. Om Gang uh, Brewery, I've liked some of the stuff they've done for Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and some others that I just didn't could not stand. Yeah. This one was actually kind of in the middle. Yeah. This, this was, was okay. a really good starter beer, which is why we picked it. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, their darker and, beers are definitely my favorite. Um, East Coast can do a dark beer really well. The lighter beers, though, I think is where they struggle. Hmm. I think Twins. IPAs Evil they really struggle. It. I don't think they really have the the same. Maybe it's a palate thing. Yeah. Uh, for IPAs, their IPAs tend to be like our pale ales, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're a little. Well, that could be it. I mean, if you think about this, like salmon, for example, is a really good way to look at it. Here we have a totally different variety of salmon, and we prepare it in so many different ways. But over there, it's kind of like tuna fish. Like they don't. Well, really Atlantic like it, uh, Atlantic salmon is white fish. And Pacific salmon is a pink fish, mm-hmm. so you get they're they're, they're almost completely, <laughs> and they taste completely. I I'd, I'd never had salmon from that side of the world until I moved to Mexico, 
And they, they say, oh, I'll, I'll take the salmon. I'll try Mexican salmon. I bring, and they, this isn't salmon. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's not pink. So, yeah, it, it was salmon. So. It's all whitefish down there. Yeah. <laughs> I have pink salmon in Mexico. I, I think this yeah, is kind they, of a, have the other um, side. Yeah. This was kind of a situational beer for me. Mm-hmm. I think it was if it was like 50 degrees and raining right now, mm-hmm. I'd give it a two. Mm-hmm. But it's like 80 degrees and sunny. I'd give it like a... 3.27. I think if I were fleeing the Lannisters with the hound in my life, I, I'd probably I would give use it the a bottle to beat four. someone to death. With. <laughs> I would fight for my life with it. Preferably a main character. Yeah. It's a really would, good. Yeah, I'd Brandon kill Walder Frey with it. I, I would peg Jamie, Jamie Lannister with it. Can I watch? Please let me watch. I would hammer his good oh, yeah. hand with it. <laughs> yes, you can watch. <laughs> I'm going to my happy place. Excuse me. Oh, we're giving. You're gonna peg somebody with a freaking bottle? You know the not just anybody. Jamie Lannister. As sick as these scenarios are, of course, George R. R. Martin has probably at least visited you know some of these mentally as possibilities for the story. So Uh, I can only hope. Yeah. Speaking of which, there was rumors that the Winds of Winter will be out in June. Rumors, June. rumors. June of 2018. <laughs> rumors, it is rumors. It is rumors. It is rumors. We'll see. I look forward to it. Yeah. I just want to throw that in there. I had that on my the, list. Yeah, the winds of winter will be coming out in June. <laughs> <laughs> Great timing, George. You, you, and then you know you what's going to happen. Crush, you're gonna, you had to crush my hopes. You're going to get halfway through the book. <laughs> yeah. And then every page is going to be filled with uh, all work and no play makes George a dull boy. <laughs> all work and no play makes George a dull boy. I'm all I'm, work and no play makes George a dull boy. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to buy the book and just going to open it up and it's going to say, see the TV series. <laughs> like 500 pages. <laughs> Or it's the guy from Calvin and Hobbes just doing everything. How do you? <laughs> speaking of the, of the TV show, though, how do you guys feel that next season's the last season of Game of Thrones? Is it the last? Is seventh season going to be it's, the last? It's targeted to be the last season. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Depends on how greedy they get. Yeah, I know HBO. <laughs> I read a thing about HBO has um, actually told them. I didn't know seven though. I in the article it mentioned that they had an idea in mind about how how it was when it was going to end and that it would be soon. And yeah. HBO, I guess, has has actually gone on record saying that they would sign them up for at least ten or at least up through ten seasons. <laughs> I think it was oh, on the yes, they're printing money, of course. <laughs> don't no. don't quote me because I don't want to I don't want to leave the conversation to go dig. Oh, I'm my writing phone. this shit down. But I, I believe it was the Nerdist that actually posted it. Oh, okay. Um, again, yeah. I don't know if it was actually them. It might be. I have a lot of geek and nerdy news websites on my Facebook. That's why I have Facebooks because of, ner- of news. I don't really pay attention to anything else. Yeah. But they were saying that um, season seven was going to be the last season wow. um, at this point in time. They're, that's what they're aiming for. Um, you know, it's HBO, so again, they might extend it one more, but they're hoping that the sooner they end it, the better. They, I mean, they're thinking that they're going to reach a lot of important points um, by the end of the current one that's airing right now. That's hard to imagine, wrapping it up in... Yeah, I don't see that happen. Just watching the first two episodes of this season. Yeah. Like they got a long way to go. Yeah, there's a before long way to any go. kind of unless they just do like, oh, what zombie plague. You oh, know, they can just have was, the White Walkers take over everything. Turns out Ario was just dreaming the whole time. <laughs> no, they're all gonna end up in a church. <laughs> oh fuck off. <laughs> Leave Lost so, alone. I got a question. Yes. What do you guys think of Wheel of Time? Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. They're coming out with a series. Are you excited? No? 
Maybe? No. Uh, she doesn't I, look excited. She I've looks... never read Wheel oh. of Time. Oh, no. I read half of the first book. So, and I actually <laughs> don't even know I've read every page of every single book. And I think it could be done well. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that they could either turn it into, like, an X-Files long television series with, like, you know eight or ten seasons that have, you know, 20 episodes each yeah. and, you know, it can just go on forever and ever and start to really suck near the middle. Or they can rewrite major portions of it and deal with the horrible pacing issues that Robert Jordan ran into, like right smack dab in the middle of the series, and make it pretty darn good. Because th- there's a lot of stuff that was completely unnecessary mm-hmm. in that series of books, and it just turned into uh, a, a slog. Until uh, God rest his soul, he died of cancer, and uh, Brandon Sanderson took over the series, and he absolutely nailed on a, nailed it on a high note. Hmm, uh, yeah. He he was able to fix all of those pacing issues. Uh, he didn't try to write in the in the style of Robert Jordan. He wrote it in his own style, mm-hmm. and, but it still it worked really well, and oh, it right. it ended really strong. Because it was really starting to peter out. It was like, yeah. this guy is just writing to stay busy. Exercise demons. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So so, something, but it, really without a whole lot of uh, meaning or uh, drive behind what he was yeah. writing. It was just, you know, this is this is my hobby and it keeps me entertained in my retirement. Mm. Yeah. Wheel, wrong with Wheel of Time for me is in a list of books that I missed that includes Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit until recently, um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. I haven't. um, So what happened was I was, I was eight or nine and I read all of my books three times over. And so I went to the bookstore because I was sick of reading books and my reading level was super high. I was already reading college text. Um, and so I went to the bookstore and (laughs) this is actually kind of funny to bring around full circle. And I go in there and I tell the lady I want I like fantasy I like action I like a little sci-fi um, I don't want a kids book and so instead of grabbing here's Lolita yeah instead of grabbing Lord <laughs> of the Rings Navikov. or any of these books she went and guess what she, girl. she's like sure. we have a new book out it's a, from a new author his name is George R R Martin oh so at wow. eight years old I was reading Game of Thrones oh cool and also Melanie Braun it was yeah. good it traumatized me. Because, <laughs> um, you know, suddenly there's twins having sex and then someone's head gets lopped off. And you're like, oh, this is what the grown-ups <laughs> This is going to be an awesome book. And that's just in the first but scene. There's a, there's a whole, <laughs> Two like, pages. Done. Head off. Incest <laughs> sex. Yeah, there's a whole Insectual. bunch of books that I never actually read that's typical for the average, you know, 9 to 14-year-old to read because I was already off in reading adult fantasy novels because yeah. I was like it's children's book I don't I want to be st- I want my brain to be stimulated and da 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 so now I'm playing catch up because I'm like shit these are probably really great stories why the fuck haven't I read these yet I oh. love reading yeah ah yeah so I'm playing catch up wheel of times on my list to catch up on after I finish I will never read it the reason series. I didn't read it is because I got a free book at the uh, bookstore and it was the first book of wheel of time yeah or so I thought and it was like a 300 page book I finished it, and then I realized it was sure only it was, half the book. Yeah, I was going to say, are it was you only sure? half the fucking book. So I was <laughs> like, like, all right, I'm going to go buy the book. Pages. But at that time, it was nine books long, or I, I don't know how it was six books, I think, at the time. Oh. It was six books long, and I went, nope, not yeah. doing it. Yeah. I don't want to read that many fucking books. I was reading a lot of books at the time. 
Yeah. Th- this and was... I wanted, you know, one, then another, then another. I didn't want the world of Warcraft of fucking novels. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> that <laughs> just never goddamn ends. Jeff, now you have Audible. You could listen to them yeah, on your way back and forth from work. But I have a list of stuff I'm listening to. And speaking of listening to Audible, yeah. this episode brought to you by Audible.com. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> they are not paying us. No, it's actually um, But I listen to... Uh, um, uh, Logan's Run, yeah, which is the movie we all watched, and uh, I would like to know everyone's uh, opinion. Um, I'll, I'll in go my first because I, I this movie was one of my favorite movies as a kid, and so I, mm-hmm. uh, I, as I've said many times on this podcast, I don't like revisiting older movies that I loved as a kid because I don't need the space balls effect. Well, you pissed I me don't... off, so now I'm victimizing you. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, but I, I don't like I, – I think of it as the Spaceballs effect because it's a uh, – Just give me one. It's the uh, – Give me a tortoise. Tortoise. Okay. I don't like it when movies don't live up to my memory of them. And it's really – it's kind of upsetting. It's like I'd Nothing's rather – Nothing's ever going to live up to your memory of them. Some something. of them do. Some of them do. Um, the, the best example was uh, Conan the Barbarian. I, I rewatched that and I was like, oh, I couldn't this believe totally how much up that stood it. up. Yeah. And uh, Road, Road Warrior, that was another one that, that lived up to it. I just don't – so I, I watched this a little bit frightened, and the first half hour or the first half of the movie I watched, and I was really upset because it was cheesy as hell. The acting was terrible. The effects were laughable, and I had to actually stop watching. About halfway through the movie, I stopped. I actually was not going to finish watching it because it was ruining it for me. And um, I decided I, I then I, the next day I thought, okay, I just gotta I gotta finish it. And I'm, I'm glad I did because the second half of the movie, as they're getting out of the the city, and they meet Box the robot. Well, <laughs> let's go a little bit past that part. But as they as the further they get out of the city, the better the movie gets. The acting gets better, the writing gets better. The whole point behind the movie starts to become a little bit more apparent, you know. And and I think the theme of the of this is the, uh, you know, the obviously the fear of your own mortality. And not being able to face it, which is and uh, just I I'm glad I finished it because now I can at least look at the movie and say okay at least the second half it's it lived up. The third the you're right. The third act is is certainly probably the best yeah. of the whole movie. Yeah. And so it, it does build up to something good. Yeah. Um. But I did uh in initially watching the movie. Yeah. Um. It's been years. It's probably been since. 20 years since I've seen this movie. Yeah. My wife just watched it last year, so she's over there reading her stuff. I'm like, I've, yeah, I've, look, it's, look. For me, for me, it's probably been since I was nine or ten years old. That's, oh, that's I watched I, it the last lot. time when, I watched when it. When I was a youth, I watched, when I was yeah. a little kid, I watched it a lot, and then I did, watched it in my 20s a few times as did well. Did the carousel scene scare you as a kid? It scared the living shit no. out of me. I could barely watch that scene. I mean, it just not. freaked me the fuck out. The idea that these people are all dressed up, at, you know, in these weird masks and stuff, and start floating, and then they—I they, just now know where uh, uh, what's his name got his idea for Eyes Wide Shut. That's all. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> um, fantastically, this movie is rated PG with all the tits and ass in it. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought the, uh, the, the sets were absolutely fantastic. Oh, no. <laughs> the sets, no, the sets themselves and were amazing. I, and it was, most of it was done on a soundstage, especially in the city. Yeah. It was done on a soundstage. Yeah. And the sets were fantastic. I mean, if you look at, go back and watch Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Tell me that the sets are, yeah. compared it's, to this, they were actually very good. The sets yeah. were really good for the time of, I think it was 1976 when this came out. So it was filmed in 75 
Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how does it compare to a year later? Wait, Star, uh, Wars? Star Wars? Star Wars, to me, has the same exact effects. He did a little bit better in a lot of the different stuff. Mm. But You're talking about George Lucas? Yeah. Or, I would, mm. say, I would say a bit better. Quite oh a bit better. Oh, my God. War Tortoise. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> is it good? Yeah. Oh, my should, gosh. This, um, War this Tortoise. Beer break. Where's, where's the... Uh, L- is the Lewitt Brewing Company? Out where's Lewitt? Vancouver, Washington. Mm. So um, I was with Mike down in Olympia, and we stopped mm. to get a bunch of beer because he refused to let me pay for my dinner. So I was like, I'm going to buy a bunch of beer. I don't think he was expecting me to buy as much beer as I did. Um, it's 9.2. 9.2, yeah. Let's get fucked wow. up. And I remember we were sitting, and Mike goes, you know, if you want to be like Rick and buy by the label, you need to buy this one. And it's a <laughs> tortoise with a bunch of guns and machines and cannons and yeah. army equipment, and it's beautiful. It's a war tortoise. It's, it's like a, a militarized Pokemon. So, Rick. And it makes what, me happy. What are your, what are your thoughts on this beer? <laughs> on this beer? Uh-huh. Um, I'd give this a, a four. Um, oh, I like yeah, it a lot. Fun. This is this was a surprise. Actually, Mike, good pick. It's actually a very good beer. You need to go back down to that store and get some more. That is a good yeah. uh, Black Friday beer. I would I would say that would uh-huh. be a great Ooh. one. For That'd that would be a great one it's, to let sit for about a year. It, it's, yeah. it's, actually, it's, Mike, yeah. I will return it's any favor you'd like. It's not thick and chewy like um, the Parabola from uh, Firestone, right. but it has that same character. You get the yeah. the vanilla notes uh, and the the, <laughs> the bourbon notes, mm-hmm. and it's. I would give it oh, a three and a half. It? Can oh, I read yeah. the side of this bottle? It says guts, glory, grim determination, <laughs> appetite for destruction of a robust imperial style aged in bourbon barrels with pronounced notes of bourbon, vanilla, hazelnut, and chocolate. <laughs> for a second there, I was like, it's just, yeah. So it's Lewitt Brewing, L-O-O-W-I-T, and it's yep. a war tortoise. <laughs> Stout. Uh, where, Stout. where are they? Where are they from? Stout. Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, Washington. Woo, wow! Steve. Way to go, Vancouver. Yeah, nine point two. Wow. Well, they should get some spillover from Portland. Yeah, I was just saying this. <laughs> they could, they could, uh, but, they could take the things that Portland's throwing out and, and make a good uh, industry out of it. I think it's the hazelnut. I think that's what's doing it for me. Yeah, because we've had a lot of uh, mm-hmm. barrel aged beers with vanilla. And I was chocolate, gonna but actually the hazelnut adds a little it, bit more. I was it gonna, certainly smooths out the other like vanilla and chocolate flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say this uh, is giving me the feeling that I'm having some Nutella. <laughs> it's giving me the feeling like we're getting drunk on a Friday afternoon after work. Fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> and so, I'm sitting in the alley, and I found a half a bottle of a uh, half a container of Nutella <laughs> and a bottle and of a vanilla. malt liquor <laughs> and a bottle of vanilla extract. What this has alcohol in it? <laughs> no, uh, this is should, really good. This yeah, is, is really, really good. good. We should mention uh, before moving on, though, that we just prior to this we had the Backwood Brewing Company experiment. What is this experimental forest series? Spring Creek size. Yeah, it's a, an experimental series that they're doing, and yeah. it's uh, that was their uh, what was it a saison uh, uh, saison? Yeah, yeah, and it was really good. Yeah, really good. it was. I would give that a three. Um, Absolutely, that's a solid three. Yeah. It was, it was this though. This this tortoise is uh, a, a really good four. Yeah, maybe even a four point five. Yep. It's on the, on the Richter scale. Now, do we only measure beers with uh, really clever labels on the Richter scale, or is this? Oh no, that we it's, can... you can you can measure, but the, they do get extra points for can having a nice label. Make a Richter scale. I'm gonna make a poster. It's gonna be the Richter scale. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a beer <laughs> with, with mostly criteria. head and <laughs> Rick holding it up. You should think of criteria for the Richter like scale. The yeah, that'll the be the head. little icons. The more head it has, the better rating. It gets. <laughs> or <laughs> we could even have our quote-unquote listeners 
post on the fa- on the page things that should go on the Richter scale. Yeah, Dave, Dave could you go ahead and uh, come up with that? <laughs> yes, whoever you are out there. But uh, yeah, anyway, back to back to Logan's run. Um, Logan's run. I I I'm seriously the sets blew me away. I was really impressed with the sets. Yeah. Um, they did an amazing I, job for for a sci-fi movie from '76. Come on, yeah. it wasn't until Star Wars, of course, that was a year later that they he, they, he went full bore yeah. on that one. Well, after Absolutely. after watching the movie, after completing it, I, I went out and looked on Wikipedia, looked up a bunch of trivia. Did you know that there have been several attempts to remake this yes. since the yeah, and and I guess there's currently one in the works since 1990. I think yeah. they've been trying to remake this. Movie. It's just one of those things that it just won't take off for some reason. And uh, the current one that's in the works actually has a guy named Ken Levine attached to it as the yes. screen player. You know who that is? I know exactly who that is. It's the guy who uh, was behind Bioshock, the Bioshock game mm-hmm. series. So yeah, so he's he's going to do the screen play which i actually think would be pretty damn cool maybe maybe um, did you finish bioshock just, infinite no i've i've finished the first two but not that one so forget about the first two okay. just play that one <laughs> i have Sorry, to play through all of them in order fantastic. but um we, prior to the podcast before you got here we were actually talking about the fact that um 70 sci-fi movies one of the one of the things that's interesting about them compared to current sci-fi movies is that they seem to be uh really good about um, whatever philosophical point they're trying to make, or whatever sort of thematic thing element you know they're trying to go after, it seemed like the, a lot of the the '70s sci-fi movies from the era that Logan's Run was from, they were really good at doing that, and not so concerned about the uh, like sets, yeah, things like that, the, like, like the realism of it, like like the the, the dystopian uh, philosophy was kind of Philip K. Dickish almost. I, I don't know who, mm-hmm. who who wrote the um, the original book. Do you? Um, it was two gentlemen. Oh, okay. um, and I just, as I said, I just got done reading the book. From it was Brona. a novel by William F. Nolan and George Clayton Johnson, and it was published in 1967. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, you have to remember that the uh, the film is a complete and utter departure from the book. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Um, the book is very, very, very different. While it has some of the same themes, yeah. it, uh, it goes into the history and it's not a bubble city. It's the whole world is like this. Yeah. Um, it's not a carousel. People yeah. just are required to go to sleep at 21. Yeah. And they never wake up again. Weird. Oh, interesting. Uh, but okay. you know what scene I hope is in the book? The, 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 <laughs> the, the flower is still there. Yeah. And okay. they use a lot of the same scenes, like uh, Mary Mary. Uh, I think she, uh, her name is Mary Mary 3 in the book, but they just call her Mary 2. The yeah. little girl. Yeah. She's in this. She's in the book. Um, Box is in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. There's a lot of different things that are in the book that are so in so the movie. They've just been tweaked so, for the movie. So, in, so since it's not a, a bubble city in the books, have you gotten to the point where you find out, you know, I've, when Logan... Uh, I finished the book. Okay, so Logan, does Logan leave and find an old man? Is it, do, um, no, do they ever uh, see what, what actually happens what in the book is um, they travel all over the not quite world. Um, the you know the the car the the little jet car that they're on that slides all over the city. Mm-hmm. Well, that that goes all over the world. So they talk about oh, I've been to Tokyo, I've been to Paris, I've been to this, oh. this, that, and the other. So the whole world is is in on this thing. Huh. Um, what happens is is they use that. They use keys. They don't use onk or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. They actually use almost like these, and I envisioned it almost like these weird USB drive type things that they, they, they stick into these cars and say where they need to go. But every time they do, into the, they, every time they get one of these keys, they, it's almost like a video game. They get a key from said you know, person 
They stick it into that car and say sanctuary, and it takes them to the next point. And then they learn a little bit more about the world and how how oh. it's beginning to rot from the inside out. Weird. Hmm. And uh, it, I think the book has a m- bit of a different statement than mm-hmm. the movie does. I right. Mean, obviously, yeah. the movie they had to they they brought it. They had to do thirty because of the sexuality of it, right. especially for the seventies. Sure. Even though the sexuality was big uh, during the seventies, in order to but, get that PG but rating, to, to get the PG rating, <laughs> and that was one of the things when they meet Box. Box actually. Uh, Forces them to pose for him so he can make an eye sculpture of them like embracing and nude, mm-hmm. and it's a long scene with them just <laughs> sitting there nude. And they actually wanted to do that. They they filmed it, I believe, yeah. for the movie, yeah. but they cut it out. They cut too, a several scenes out. Too of risque. The movie. Was, it was either too risque I, or made it too long. I, or, I do love how they have the justifications in there for them taking off their clothes. Like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. yeah, just <laughs> randomly take off our. They clothes immediately so can, put on their wet clothes afterwards. <laughs> but you know what the funniest? It's like scene a nod movie, to that scene. The funniest scene, unintentionally funniest scene, was the was the let's when they're running from the from the his friend, the other Sandman. And they and they cut their way through the little orgy. Francis Seven, the the orgy room or whatever it was. It was yeah, the orgy place. room. And it becomes like this horror movie, like like it's zombies. Like they're trying to get through like a room full of zombies. Like, oh my god, help me! I'm falling into a into a pit of you know, flesh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. yummy, yummy flesh. <laughs> It was just weird how they played that as some kind of horror scene. I did like the little nod to homosexuality. There's like a few of them in the movie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few nods, and it's not like, like <gasps> taken aback. It's just like, oh, he prefers men. Yeah, well, the the circuit thing where the, the yeah. guy first shows up, and he yeah. kind of is like, nah, nah I'm not going to do that. I've got to admit, when you mentioned that they were 21 in the book, I didn't even think that it was as simple as rating issues. Because my brain went all existential and was like, Oh, yeah, because if you're 30 when you have to go to sleep, you're going to have more of a crisis because you understand your immortality, whereas when you're 21, you're just partying your ass off and you don't even think about how much life has gone by. That was one of the points in the book is that they live a life of pure indulgence. Yeah. Like um, completely hedonistic, yeah. That, um, that was definitely a theme. How yeah. Do I say that? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a theme in the movie, but in the book, it's really uh, hits home when uh, uh, Jessica Six uh, actually says, "Oh yeah, what do you, he?" They're having a conversation, and Jessica Six hates him through most of it. Oh, um, uh, it's not a fact of no. They're both twenty one, yeah, and they're going. They're supposed to go to sleep. Right, and she is running, and he is running. Yeah, da da da. Um, but he happens to be a Sandman, and he is not hired by the grand computer. Yeah. to do this, he's just like he got a key from Jessica Six's twin brother. Yeah, and now they're on their way. So <laughs> it's too complicated. Yeah, it gets it's it's wholly complicated. It's but funny. anyway, they go they go they take these keys. They go they go to each of these points that are dead points yeah. within the world yeah. where the uh, the uh, the thinker the computer cannot access because they're completely shut down. Hmm. Um, and what happens in the end in the book? I'm, spoilers if it, earmuffs if it's you don't okay. want to hear this. It's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, listeners, skip past this part. <laughs> if you had, haven't read the book and you want to, uh, it's it's it worth a read. In it's, it's, it's it's incredibly dated, and there's references to uh, an immense amount of drug use, yeah. uh, lots of underage sex. Uh, like one of the characters is like 20 or 19 and starts dating a 13 year old, things like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, what happens in the end is Jessica Six and Logan Five. At least he's Logan Five in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they do eventually get away. They get on a rocket that goes to Mars. There's a space station at Mars where it is sanctuary. Oh, interesting. Huh. So. Very cool. And here's a quick note and yes. another spoiler. Yeah. Um, Francis Seven is actually the old man the whole time. He's bum, actually, bum, bum. He's, his name is Bryce or something like that in the book. There's oh. this like legend of this the man that's twice, of, twice the age of anyone on the planet. You know, anyone that could be on the planet. And, you know, it's just this weird old folk song that if people... If you are 40 and can pass or 21, yeah. kudos. Well, they have technology that changes your face, just like in... And they, they reference it in the movie as well. Yeah. They, they I, I have to face. say, I love the fact that the old man in the, in the movie has, is... I mean, he's literally a crazy cat. Crazy old He's a crazy cat, cat lady. Man. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> and Peter Ustinoff is not only... I mean... When you get to that part, you can see the difference in the acting. Yeah. Like, everyone yeah. else is acting, and then there's Peter Houston. It up, gets... Who is like, oh, my God, somebody's acting. Well, it even... It <laughs> you know, you just sit there and have to watch now. It's like, as soon as they get outside, the acting and everything just got much better. No, no, and it didn't. It was just better. Peter. Peter's fucking <laughs> awesome. He just raised that fucking bar. Well, you know, also, actors do act differently around different peers. You know, uh, it's true. There, there are yeah. some actors that just bring out the best in everyone that they work with. Uh, I don't know. Can, I'm trying to think of an example of Peter Ustinov. <laughs> Besides Peter Ustinov, <laughs> Jean Gilgud. You know, like Keanu Reeves. Fuck yeah, Keanu Reeves is awesome. <laughs> just don't put him in Shakespeare. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Oh my god, that was painful to watch. You can put him in Shakespeare, just don't stay next to Denzel Washington. Just, just don't, just don't, just give don't him any put lines. Denzel Washington in Shakespeare. Just, yeah, just give him one of the non-speaking parts. <laughs> yeah. Same with Denzel. <laughs> Sorry, guy's not that good of an actor. But he is okay to look at, so that's okay. Absolutely, so is Keanu. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I disagree. All right, all right. I don't know when he learned. Kung Y'all got Fu. jungle fever. Y'all got jungle fever. That's okay. Keanu's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ang- just too angular for me. Too pointy. He's an elf. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Um, who could play Link about 20 oh. years ago? No. He, well, yeah, if he just didn't talk, it's fine. Yeah, he could have been. No. No, <laughs> there are better people to be Link. I have to say one thing about the about the Orlando movie Bloom. before we move on no. is the uh, the music in the movie. The music was actually done on purpose. <laughs> I know that, and it was done by like a pretty famous composer it's for Jerry, film, Jerry uh, Goldsmith or Gold. Gold yeah, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, that hold is on, name. let me tell you who it was. Uh, the score was composed and conducted by Jerry Goldsmith. Yes. You were right. And uh, with orchestrations <laughs> by Arthur Morton. I was there. thinking it was Arthur Goldsmith. I don't know. Yeah. There, no, take no. that, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I like the uh, I, the whole time I kept thinking, I, I'm, I'm sure that my Atari made half of these noises, you know, back, <laughs> back yeah. when I was like, Well, they did the purpose of uh, doing the weird noises on the inside of the city and then the orchestra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Purposely done that way, but I do like every time something scary happened. It was wow! It's like, oh, this is uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is kind of dubstep. It's got my theremin in the uh, old. Uh, yeah, but no, it. it uh, I really enjoyed the movie. I think, I think it. It doesn't necessarily stand up uh, like Conan stand up. Yeah. If that's if that's our top bar is Conan. <laughs> Which it is. Conan's fucking awesome. It probably Conan's is. Yeah, it's standard. probably a good line. In the middle is Star Wars, the original. 
And then at the bottom is like Plan 9 from Outer Space. I don't even count Star Wars in that because I watched Star Wars so much as a kid. I never had time for it to, you know, get... I, I didn't have that same effect with these movies. A lot of these movies are movies that I literally have not seen in 30 years, you know, or oh, whatever. Yeah. So, 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 Jeff, first, in that gradient, where does Barbarella stand? Um, let's see. Plan 9 from Outer Space is, is, is roughly where your nose is, and Barbarella's at your feet. Because really? that movie was yeah. fucking bad. I just watched that last year. Yeah. <laughs> Me it too. Was bad on nearly every level. She could have been naked the whole movie. Still would have been bad. She was naked the whole movie. Yeah. No, she wasn't though. She looked naked to she, me. She she wasn't quite naked the Mostly. whole movie. We only saw her twit tits once. We saw her butt a lot. Her butt was prominent Nominal. in there. <laughs> prominent yes. There was a prominent uh, fonda booty. That's okay. It's the name of my new chip flavor. Fonda Fonda booty. Fonda booty. Fonda booty. Fonda booty. There you go. I have sex with. Oh, Jesus. I'll do it for you. Well, this was. I just want to go back and say that this. I'm. Hugely impressed with this beer. I hope I can uh, track some down. Mike, buy us more. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. But my my question is, how would it differ, do you think, if it was uh, bottle conditioned? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay, so... Sag. So so that 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 segue was something I brought up before we started recording, uh, and and that was uh, in the last mm. episode I was listening to uh, you and Mike. Uh, the first beer that you drank was a uh, a pale ale, and uh, you guys talked about um, uh, rolling it b- before you poured it, and uh, so this is a huge controversy in uh, beer drinking among beer drinking enthusiasts. Okay, the, I was going to say assholes. So so the vast. <laughs> So the vast majority of people, uh, in my experience, uh, say, you know, you want you want the character of the beer as the brewer intended. So mix it up, pour it, you know, drink the yeast, have the whole thing, you know, be be big boys and girls. There may be chunks, but you know, you're drinking beer here. Don't don't fool yourself into thinking that you're drinking something other than what you're drinking. Grow a clit and fucking just drink the shit. Right. But it does change the flavor of the beer and I think I think it's important to give give the beer an opportunity in both states. It's kind of like uh, when I drink a good whiskey, I drink it straight, I drink it neat, and then with a little bit of water, a little bit of ice, because that brings out the character in it, and you get an opportunity to taste it both ways. There are some beers where it's not even worth it. Like, you want to do it. Like, uh, a Hefeweizen or most Belgians I've had, you might as well just mix it up right away. But there are other beers, lighter beers, where sometimes it gives it kind of a funk. And I remember your guys' reaction initially. Like in the tail end after you drank the beer, you guys were both like, you know, this was a really good beer. Mm-hmm. But oh, absolutely. The, the I com- thought that right away. The, the comments that I heard up front were, oh, you know, it's got something. You can smell the funk. But the funk wasn't a bad funk. It was a good funk. Okay, it was a good funk. Okay. <laughs> but maybe not characteristic of what you first expected when you drank. That side gag was not very yep. good for a podcast. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> podcast gold. <laughs> but it, it's, it was, maybe wasn't characteristic. I haven't had the beer before. Was it, it wasn't... The reaction, the impression I got just listening to it was maybe not a funk that was characteristic of what you guys expected from a pale ale. 
and uh, I, I don't know. No, uh, no, it wasn't. For for a long time. Uh, well, also, I, I don't expect, would... uh, uh, you know, that bottle condition from an American pale ale either. Right. So sure. it's it's not something you would expect from a pale ale, and these guys did a really good job in creating a pale ale that had, uh, I think even Mike says it, like this this kind of uh, sour but funky kind of Belgian-esque, hmm. uh, I don't remember if it was a nose or an aftertaste, because mm-hmm. it's been at least 20 minutes since I listened to it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but that, I don't, I don't remember, but I remember it having that, you know, that the, uh, just a tiny bit of sour, tiny bit of funk, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a Kolsch funk. It wasn't a, a bad funk as Good. I would say it. Kolsch funk is, ugh, I'm not a big Kolsch fan, but it, it, it had that kind of that Belgian funk and I'm a huge fan of that. So mm-hmm. it was very yeasty and it, mm-hmm. it was very good. It was just an amazing pale ale. Nice. So, I mean, okay. it was very strange to bottle condition a pale ale. But they did it, and it worked out. Nice. You go big tits. <laughs> I mean, Grand Teton. <laughs> that one was for you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Brianna's offering another... A little bit more podcast that's what we, gold. That's, that's what we have uh, Just this guy for. Just my boobs. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. It's up to you. <laughs> So that was that was my only thing when we were talking about before we started recording was uh, you know it's it's it seems to me depending on who I talk to uh, it's a little bit of a a little bit of a debate maybe not you know something that divides the community of beer enthusiasts the worldwide. But, I like to, I prefer to but, call them but assholes. There, but there are some people that uh, you know roll their beer before they even pop it. And there are other people that, you know, pour a glass, taste it, and try not to disturb the, the, the conditioning too much. And then, you know, swirl g- g- give, it, give it a go- good swirl and pour and be like, oh, okay. Are, so there, are there times where you would not want to ever swirl it before? I mean, where you would want to drink most of it and not mix that in? Or, I mean, I think that, once again, that depends on who you ask. Okay. Uh, because, you know, it... It it changes it changes the look of the beer and some people are really snobby about the look of the beer but it does also change the flavor of it as well. I'm gonna have to go with the Richter for scale on this. Um, <laughs> these people are assholes. Like he doesn't like <laughs> food snobs or food foodies very much. I'm the same way with these kind of people. Just drink your fucking beer. You either like it or you don't like it. I love beer. Don't be. And there's certain styles of beer that I like and certain styles of beer that I like. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try those other styles of beer. Like I'll try a Kolsch if if one of these local breweries like. Uh, can you turn that one right there? If just turn it. No, the other one. Other one. Oh, other one. Stone Throw has a Kolsch. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I didn't try it today, but I think next time I will absolutely try it. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's not the kind of beer that I like. But you I would, think being you would drink a, it if someone uh, like... a beer asshole is 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 somebody who will like argue over turning your beer and not turning your beer. A beer enthusiast, as you might call them, yeah. is somebody who loves beer. They may only love certain kinds of beer, but they will try others and judge it by. Bree's <laughs> <laughs> like, show me beer. I'll I'll give anything a chance. I like beer. You can say I'm enthusiastic yeah. about it, even if I its name too. is America. I am too. <laughs> that and tequila. Ooh, I love tequila. Although so, do I we want to uh, open this up? Which which one shot? is that? The stone. Let's throw? open the pail first. Okay. Okay. The other one is the... Because we just had a high ABV, and that red IPA is like 7%. Oh, so... Jesus. 
It's a little steep, but it's absolutely delicious. And what is this that you're opening right now? This is their pale ale, and I couldn't find what it was actually called. It's like the Plank Pale Ale. I can't okay. remember exactly what it's called. I'm just excited we're finally having this beer. I've been waiting for this brewery to open forever. Yep. I saw they opened, a, what, a few weeks ago? And, mm-hmm. of course, I've been so busy that I haven't been able to even, like, breathe. Well, but... I, I decided to escape work early today, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> fist bump. So cool. um, I think that was a first on the podcast. I don't think there's ever been a fist pop. Fist. That's because we're all adults, and fist adults don't fist pump. Yes, um, thank you for pronouncing it correctly. I don't know why fist pump was such a uh, difficult. Because thing we've been for talking about out. pegging and clits all day long. <laughs> well, there's that. You know what? War who, who, who here doesn't want to be pegged? Aha, uh-huh. nobody raised their hand. Uh, we all want to be pegged. Jeff, I had, you know, I had you pegged from the beginning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, being a, a beer enthusiast, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll try anything. <laughs> exactly. Really? That's a Is beer that a enthusiast. <laughs> a beer asshole who it fucking turns their beer upside down and uh, you need to turn. I'm going to argue with you about this. I'm going to argue whether we turn our beer or don't turn our beer. You know, technically, you're not even really drinking beer. If you do it that way. Yes, you it's should no be longer spitting beer. your beer out. It's no longer just beer. Just taste it first time. It just doesn't Spit qualify. It out. doesn't qualify Hi, anymore as beer. You just have to spit it out. Damn it, money, buddy. <laughs> spit it out. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, okay, now swallow. <laughs> it's more like lick than swallow. Anyways... I'm blushing right now because I'm very excited about pegging Brandon later. <laughs> I think we all You're are. welcome, Brandon, for bringing pegging to the table. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? I would do that with my wife, but I'd, I'd be afraid of getting hate fucked right out the gate. <laughs> oh. Wow, this is good. That's a really dark thing. Is this a pale? Oh, oh it's really dark. God. That's that's grudge pegging is what that is. <laughs> grudge pegging. That's not that's not nice. That's not a nice feeling. <laughs> She's gonna crawl right out of the TV and just peg my ass. <laughs> That was that was the ring. That's called the grudge. Hey, the grudge oh, was in the attic. Oh, honey, this move is called the battering ram. Breaking down Jeff's it. gates. It's, it's okay, Brandon. I wow. will treat you with the utmost love and excitement. <laughs> and I may tell you to this shut is up and a, your hair. This is very. Uh, uh, there may be a roofie in your future. <laughs> You know, back in my younger days, I loved GHB. It was one of my favorite drugs. Really? Yeah. It, back when you were a jazz guy? It, it, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't know. I remember you telling the jazz story about the jazz festival oh, over. Oh, yeah. And you were just high as a Georgia pine the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm, yeah, maybe a little bit. No, this, this was after <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck you. I'm going to rhyme this whole time, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Don't ask me to freestyle. <laughs> you know, it, it's a drug that got a really bad rap uh, because of how it can be used. But it, for years and years and years, it was a really common. Uh, oh, yeah, this yeah. is a really good beer. It really common beer. Uh, uh, sleep aid. And nothing like any of the prescription sleep aids as far as pharmacologically the way it works <laughs> on mm-hmm. the brain. Uh, best sleep you'll ever get in your life. And zero hangover, zero, zero really? negative effects. It's a it's a naturally occurring chemical in the brain. Except for the dick in your ass, that that might be a negative effect. Mm, if you well, I did not <laughs> accept 
you know, give consent. We're assuming it's right. Well, that's the impetus behind making it illegal in the first place. Yeah, but um, so assholes. So here, here's my little uh, um, peg for uh, GHB. It's it's really my peg. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not. It's not, it's not bad, so bad, listeners. It's it not a bad drug, sleep. and if you can find a uh, a good Who source, does, for I it, think there's I a, encourage there's a... everyone to try it. Don't drink, though. Do not drink. It's fine just by itself. Concentrations and dosage, though, be careful. Really? Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. This this drug at all. I mean, it. It's it's like having 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 the experience of being drunk. The only thing I know about it, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Uh, is that Catholic priests wish they had it. (laughs) Okay, maybe. But the the thing is, is it got this bad rap because it operates on the same uh, neurochemical principles as alcohol as far as the the receptors. But as long as you don't drink when you take it, it is a very clear drug. Like, you get the feeling of being drunk and have that, like, really positive mm-hmm. feeling of being drunk, but your mind is clear. It's, it's the, it's, it's the you can quiet s- before the storm where, you, where you, can, you, get, you drink enough to be just right there where you're talking, uh-huh. and then you crest. And <laughs> then it's but, all downhill. But, but your judgment isn't impaired the way it is with alcohol. Your mind is relatively clear. Like, you can see yourself behaving in this fashion. You're like, wow... I feel really good, and my 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 balance is totally fucked up. Like I am, I am really messed up. But I can see myself doing it, and I'm going to remember all of this in the morning. Uh, this is a so lot of fun. What were you saying about this GHB or TPC or GBD? Um, <laughs> TCPIP. <laughs> thank you. HTTP um, <laughs> is that the the introduction of alcohol is what gives you the 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 it's, I can't remember shit the yeah, Jeff effect the, the well it is different than rohypnol but it, it so what's a rohypnol I, I don't know rohypnol don't is the you're other learning me the, you're learning me. the other date rape drug <laughs> these are the two different date rape drugs in very dissimilar. Um, <clears throat> Uh, pharmacodynamic. Isn't the rohypnol the the roofie? Yes, yes. But GHB was the other roofie. But GHB by itself does not have the same effect that rohypnol has by itself. Okay. But but basically the same effect totally when you drink alcohol. Podcast in court. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm a terrible person. Do you, do you remember early terrible on? Person. That reminds me. Do you remember early on, like when Mike wanted to, uh, to uh, like, and he did it on the third uh, episode too, where he wanted to put a disclaimer that this was all made up and fictional. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I started listening to that episode, and I still can't remember why. I we did, had that uh, there because there something. were stories he wanted to tell that he did yeah, not yeah, want uh, yeah. to. Well, I guess maybe they hadn't quite reached their statute of limitations yet. <gasps> that was early on. That, that must have been the first episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, they, uh, their statute of limitations, I think, I think they're still within that, that umbrella, so let's just not go there. <laughs> All right, fair but, enough. Uh, uh, no, I'm learning stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. know there was two different things. Yeah. I thought there was just one thing. Yeah. yeah. So, see, I, I don't know this. I don't know. I've been out of the loop for a I, while. I had never even heard of GHB. GHB, gamma hydroxybutyrate. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so well, it's just it's basically a sleep aid. Yeah. Uh, at some point. Well, here, here's a, here's a good um, uh, reference to it in one of the most recent episodes of. Um, uh, tangentially speaking with uh, Chris Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, he interviews uh, an expert on um, uh, sleep research. Um, Dan Party is the guy's name. And they talk about GHB. He in must that be fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Actually, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out, though. Uh, uh, hey, our listener out there, if you, if you like uh, good informational <laughs> yes. podcasts with legitimate information... Because you definitely shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> listen to Chris Ryan, tangentially speaking, uh, out of Barcelona, Spain. That's right. He's he's he's, I get his, his uh, Instagrams, Instagrapes, Insta... Yeah. Uh, Insta awesome. Insta awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the best. Like, oh, my Hello. God. Really? Mm. Right on. I, I knew nothing about this HGBTs. You're the best night's sleep you will ever have. I, I actually you. I had a really good night's sleep last night. I was really surprised. I woke up mm-hmm. clear as a bell. I was I was fine when nice. I woke up. Yeah. I, that doesn't happen to me very often. Generally, I go to bed late and I get up really fucking early. So I get maybe five six hours of sleep a night, seven days a week. Um, so I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> and once in a while, this happens where I go to bed and nobody disturbs me through the night. Wow. It's pretty mean. Generally, it's my daughter coming to bed or my wife turning out every light in the fucking room or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And just like nobody gives a shit. So you just you go to bed and you, you just you, you sleep like you shit. You just <laughs> you just get your eyes as closed as possible and squeeze every orifice shut. I think you need to drink more water, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, honey, sweetie, darling. Yeah? <laughs> you make me so sad. Sleep is so important. It is, but no, not for Jeff. You just grind it out. I just yeah, I grind it out. That's when my teeth are falling out, and they're all like stubs at this well, point. I had an article I wanted to bring up, on, and and this actually relates to what you guys are just now talking about. There was a uh, this this Thursday, a woman named Susanna Machat Jones. Um, she died. I just want to start off with that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler is that a alert. bad thing or a good thing? Should Spoiler I celebrate? Alert. She died. Should I be sad? Should I light some I'm candles? Gonna you, I'm going to let you decide. I'm going to tell the story and then let you decide if she's good or bad. She's well, I'm going to light the candle, and then I might tip it on my nipple. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was the world's oldest living person at 116 years old. 116? Yeah, and that was mind-blowing for me because t- she was born in uh, 1899. So that uh-huh. means she's technically lived in three different centuries, right? which is crazy to think about that. And I, my dad died at 57, so it's like, Jesus Christ, she's lived... <laughs> you know, like almost twice a long, genetic, over baby. twice yeah. so, of his his entire life. And, so, um, at what they, point did it stop being fun? At what point was it like, <laughs> okay, I'm just grinding this out? Like, let's see, let's let's see what you kind of what a run I, I can feeling? get. I have a feeling it was right at the point where she felt her entire <laughs> vagina just dry up. Just completely dry. Oh, oh you guys are just mean. I, I don't know. Hey, but, hey I just hey, listened to uh, I listened to a thing. woman. I, I and she uh, talk about a fantastic uh, stand-up comedian. Yeah, she was talking about that. She's yeah. like, I'm in my 40s now. Yeah, the worst thing about getting old as a woman. I am not wet anymore. Oh <laughs> she started going off on it. Well, and she was describing everything. It was absolutely amazing. The reason I bring this up is is also is 
so you're kind of getting to where well, the reason I'm bringing this up. Um, she the video that they have posted of her um, coming out and celebrating her 160th birthday. They they posted it, you know, because she's died, and so they released this video of her. They're they're pushing her out, and basically this is this is how she looked. Okay, but as they're pushing her around and celebrating her birthday, um, an older an older black lady who. Um, Actually, I wouldn't. Lovely have, outfit. I, I know. She actually, for 116, she doesn't look a day over like 98. She can't open her eyes at this point. <laughs> no, but that's how she is during the whole video. And I just, the whole time I'm watching this video going, oh my God, it's like weekend at Bernie's. They're just wheeling her out. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's actually been dead for like eight years. They keep wheeling her out. It's like, oh, it's your 116. Well, she yeah. doesn't move at all in the whole video. <laughs> You got to conserve your energy. And, you know, after as long as she's been on this planet, maybe yes, she's figured yes. out it's, oh boy, yeah, it's, it's all over for Jeff. Drink your beer, Jeff. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Boys. Well, you know, maybe she figured out it's not about quantity, it's quality. You know, if if you if you save it all up and you maybe right. only have a dozen <laughs> words a day, whoever happens to be around is going to hang on your every word. Yeah, you know, it's, it could be. That, that's a good theory. Um, her, they asked her though in a, a while back before. I mean, I'm assuming before she could before still when she could open her eyes before she was actually dead. Um, what her secret was, and she said, lots of sleep, uh, never smoking. And never drinking alcohol. And when I read that part of the article, I was like, oh, we are so fucked. <laughs> We're not even... I'm sorry. Combined. I still go back to the guy that was like 100 years old, lived yeah. in New York. Yeah. They asked him the same question. He yeah. said, fry everything in bacon grease and a bottle of night train every day. <laughs> and three hookers a night. No, that's exactly what he said. And they, they were like, oh, I can't print that. <laughs> But well, they did anyway. Well, there's outliers to every. It's, I, I think it's, it's I think it's genetics exactly. I think it has almost nothing to do with your lifestyle. Yes, you can you can expand that. Well, I Absolutely. actually I'll say it has to do with your lifestyle, and that if you're really you know you you live you do a lot of bad things to yourself, you're gonna shorten whatever genetically you were gonna be given in the first place. Damn it, I'm still it, laughing at the weekend at Freddy's thing. <laughs> you killed me. Yeah, you no. fucking killed me. I'm just imagining scenarios now where they're just pulling this poor woman out. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. It's Aunt Edna. She's like 17,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't talk much. She hasn't talked much in the last 20 years. But <laughs> she says one word a day. <laughs> Only when we squeeze her. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jeff, you're on fire. <laughs> I apologize. I'm a terrible person. It's amazing that she made it to 116. I wish I, she could I, have been healthier Yeah. at 116. That would have given... Yes, you can hold the giant um, bunny. No, she, she oh. will... Damn. The dog and her will have weird interactions with each other, so... You can put your Dude. finger. You can put your finger in and pet her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. That's a non segment. I'm gonna go ahead and edit that part out. <laughs> Mental notes. Yes. Finger out. Remove the suggestion. Remove the finger, finger from the, the rabbit. Finger the bunny. Finger the bunny. No fingering the bunny on the podcast. Anyway. Oh. Go ahead. Fuck you! I'm broken. I'm done. I don't know about it. I, I think we but, should um, wrap it up. Uh, I, just on a uh, Logan's run note, mm-hmm. 
Robert Ebert gave the film three stars, rating it. it three star rating. Wasn't it thumbs? <laughs> he gave it. This is before thumbs. He gave this it, is before this thumbs. This is before he invented the thumbs. He gave okay. it six thumbs up. You don't want to know what else he used to represent the six thumbs. <laughs> that was thumbs. three thumbs up. Was <laughs> There was two of them right two. here. There was some other stuff going on. Wait for the third. There was some other <laughs> stuff. He'll, he'll be here in about 15 minutes. He's late. <laughs> Sorry, another site gag. I apologize. Um, calling the film a vast, silly extravaganza with a plot that crosses between Arthur C. Clarke, Arthur C. Clarke's *The City and the Stars* and elements from *Planet of the Apes*, yeah. but that delivers a certain amount of fun. The New York Times, on the other hand, <laughs> uh, just why and for what particular purpose Logan makes his run is anything but clear after you've sat through nearly two hours of this stuff. Logan's run is less interesting in, uh, interested in logic than in gadgets and spectacle. He's sent but on a this, mission. <laughs> but these are... Sometimes jazzily affected and even poetic. Yeah. Had more attention been paid to a, the screenplay, the movie might have, might have been a stunner. So uh, while Roger Ebert thought it was a silly romp, he just liked boobies. Um, <laughs> the other person did not like boobies. That's just like, my There's two away. people in the world who love that orgy scene. That was Roger Ebert and Mike Zamora. <laughs> You're missing this guy. Oh, okay. There's, I'm number three. <laughs> you lost. I enjoyed this orgy. I enjoyed enjoyed the orgy scene at 43, and I enjoyed it at 10. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what went through my head as I'm watching this movie. I'm going, oh, my God. I didn't know Mike had a hand in writing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> PG, by the way. PG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Had... Probably at least 15 sets of tits in the movie, at least 45 asses, yeah, and lots of nakedness. Suggested nakedness, though, it wasn't really like no, there was full nude, there wasn't cocks and vaginas, yeah, 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 that's what I meant, but there was everything else, yeah, like the whole there's kit without the caboodle, Mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying, yeah, but still. Lots of sexual references, some drug use. There's a lot yeah. more drug use in the books. Yeah. Because of the 60s, they referenced the 60s constantly. Like, yeah. It was written in 67, so right. all the sit-ins it's, and stuff like that. And, oh, sure. It, it, completely unplausible it's, for all the uh, youngsters to take over the world. Yeah. It's but, funny that you mentioned that in the book it was 21, in the movie it was 30, because I, I had a theory about that, which was, I think, to my dad's generation, mm-hmm. turning 30 was like a big... Yeah, oh, deal. Yeah. It was well, like he references all terribly uh, the, depressing. Exactly. In the book they reference like anything above like 21 yeah. was adult, like serious yeah, yeah. adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, why of it, course at the time they were sending these children off to war, which yeah. was obviously a, the parts of this book are a reference to that sure. and this that. Sure, so I mean it, it's it, in, in, I'm doing hand gestures like Mike in the, <laughs> in the in the generation that this writer grew up in, at 21 years old, you're buying your first home. Yeah. 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 Just about. You know, you, or you're, you're farting in the chair. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> know what you just did. <laughs> no, no. I heard of it. No, no. It was my nickel. My generation, we bought our homes at Believe me, I would own it and you would smell it. <laughs> my generation. We bought our homes at 116. So um, We didn't they, have homes. But. I remember my dad when he turned thirty. He was like really depressed and really just went on for the longest time. He was, you know, and when well, I was middle 30, aged. Yeah, I don't know what that is, and I, I was. That's why you know that I was kind of getting into the theme of 
coming to grips with the idea that you're going to die someday. You know, because they're living in a world where they believe that they go through this process and they become renewed mm-hmm. and reborn. And um, when actually they're just burnt to shit in the yeah. air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me at like 10 years old, I'm going, oh, they're dying! And all these people can't see that? Come on, guys. <laughs> but they're being renewed. They're being renewed. Renewed. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's hope. Well, yeah. guys, uh, I think it's about time to wrap it I up. Think so. uh, Final thoughts? W- Final thoughts? Um, Go. I'm planning to live to about 116. I hope to see you guys then. You won't because your eyes won't be open. <laughs> I'm going to be like this. <laughs> we'll be doing the podcast at 116. I'll just be like. <laughs> uh, and I'll just be. <sighs> <laughs> I'll be drunk. Of course, at 116, Mike will be sitting here talking about the last chick that he banged. Or <laughs> yeah, I had it, got it on with this lady I met. I shaved my asshole. <laughs> 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 I ran out of toilet paper for the Knicks. Mike, <laughs> Mike, stop lying. You had your nurse do it. <laughs> I hired an 80-year-old girl. <laughs> she could be my daughter. All of a sudden, Mike's a Jew. We don't know why. <laughs> Maybe he had a change of heart in late life. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing but for you the know possibility. What? Eh, that could happen. Weirdest thing, weirder things have happened. All right. Uh, <laughs> thoughts? Yeah. Um, Who know? Tortoises with guns. Tortoises with guns. Yep. Final thoughts? That bunny was really soft. <laughs> <laughs> I went and pet the bunny. <sighs> I need my notes. Because I have only a few things. Yeah. Um, there's a show called Killjoys. On. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. It's fucking awesome. If you like Firefly, you might like this. Um, another question. Uh, waterbeds, where are they now? Where are waterbeds? In the dump. Oh, no. um, I went online. I looked it up. You can still buy waterbeds. What the fuck? You can. <laughs> I don't know why. Deep thoughts with Jeff Swatman. <laughs> I know someone who recently bought a waterbed. What? Yeah. I I'm need to meet them. Trying to remember who it was. I fucking hate waterbeds. I had a waterbed when I was a kid. I tried to jump at my aunt's waterbed. It didn't go so well. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, they, they <laughs> will yeah, pop, really. if you're, especially if you're wearing a, anything like spiky. Yeah. Like cleats? Don't wear cleats on a waterbed. <laughs> Just going to say that also, right now. Also, don't recommend pegging on a waterbed. <laughs> oh, you can, you can peg. It just might not end anytime soon. <laughs> Oh, you're going to come again, bitch. Um, uh, Getting impaled on the ocean. Have you watched uh, Man in the High Castle? The show? I started the first episode. It was shit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yo, yeah, it was utter shit. We we went ahead and just watched uh, the movie Iron Sky. Oh, sorry. Iron Sky is awesome. (laughs) Iron Sky is amazing. We felt much better after watching that. What? We felt much better after watching that. Yeah, of course. Uh, the the Man in the High Castle. It's been okayed for a second season. That's why I was wondering if you watched it. I haven't watched it. I'm, I've you know I was a fan of the book, but I just I not had an opportunity to watch the show. Castle Is got it? canceled. Castle got canceled. Wow. Because Nathan Fillion and What's Her Face couldn't get along very well, and then she left. Wow. And it was done. Ah. Oh. <sighs> Serenity two. Here we come. Come on, <laughs> Firefly two. We have Nathan Fillion free. Happen, people not gonna happen. <laughs> Give Shut the up, fuck man. up. Shut you don't up, know the man. future. That <laughs> Messiah has already been nailed to two pieces of wood. Just <laughs> fucking end it. It was like he was a leaf on the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. 
<laughs> he points with a pen. sharp <laughs> object. Jeez, <laughs> in your face. <laughs> anyway, those are my only final thoughts. I think waterbeds we need to talk about next time. <laughs> we will talk. Because I have about a few stories about waterbeds. <laughs> oh, I think oh, we all do. Yeah, I think we need to get Mike on that episode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, good night, Dave. Good night, Paul. Good night, Dave. Good night. Seven-year-old gum. Don't Seven. you want me, baby? It's <laughs> all right. Orbit. I've, I've been on the outside What's world. It? It's okay to chew the gum. Don't you want me? <laughs> oh. That's my that's my 1970s sci-fi. <laughs> it's okay. I've been on the outside. I have to do like a slightly exaggerated British accent too. You know when I every time I talk. Well, I loved I love that he was trying to dumb down his British accent. Because he's actually British, but he was yeah. really trying to do, and he was never a good actor. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's no Hugh Laurie. That blew oh. my mind. I had only seen Hugh Laurie in House, and then really, at some, at, at some point, I I heard an interview. Well, the first <laughs> okay, so the first exposure I ever had to him was in House, and then I heard an interview with him, and then saw something else he was in. I'm like, holy shit, this guy has British oozing out of every orifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a. Uh, <laughs> he has British anal leakage. It's not Stephen Fry. It's actually a pudding. Buddy. No, is it Stephen Fry? It's but yeah. pudding. Stephen Fry that he had, they had a. Yeah, Fry and yeah. Uh, for, uh, Laurel and Fry or Fry and Fry and Hardy. Uh, Fry and Hardy. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. What a fight mess you've got this into, Laurel. Was Key 101 Dalmatians starring Glenn Close? That was my first movie I ever saw Hugh Laurie in, and the guy that played. No one ever saw fucking Black Adder. Who what? Oh, Black I Adder. Black Adder. Then you've seen Hugh Laurie. You, you know, yeah. uh, I, 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 a little I bit of Fry and Laurie, I think is what that, that was. One. That was a Rowan Atkinson, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Okay. Do you know? But Hugh I, Laurie is in it as well. Oh, okay. he, and he's in the first season. No, I think he plays the he plays the uh, the prince. I think I wasn't yeah. I wasn't ready to see the speech. idiot prince. I wasn't ready to see anything else after Bean. Bean. Well, this is yeah. well before Bean. So yeah. Really, Blackadder yeah. was before. Oh yeah, we're talking early eighties. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm a millennial. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Although I did own 70s questions on the trivia night last week. I was so pleased with myself. No, we actually came in second place. Three yeah, tried for cool. first. We came in second. Yeah. I won three beers. Brought home some really cool glasses from Colshin. So oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And we're going to do growl. I think they're going to try to do growlers, too. So Yeah. Awesome. You do that on Mondays, don't you? Uh-huh. Uh, that's too bad. That's not a day for you. If not a day Jeff for doesn't get out to come and play on Mondays. Mm. Fooey. Jeff goes K2 to bed. K two has it on Wednesdays. Very so. early. On Mondays. K two on Wednesdays. K one at adult stuff. Yeah, I've, you know, got to get up at wee hours of the fucking morning. 
So do I. I, ignore get, that I, I get up before the sun comes up, which is before five. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And, and by we hours, you don't mean like the Irish, oh, we. It's more like, oh, we. <laughs> no, it's a wee small hours in the morning. It's a wee, wee small hours. Small hours no, in the morning. No, no. You fucking piece of shit. Certainly not the top of the morning. <laughs> no, it's a fucking bottom. It's the very bottom. It's my bottom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, devolving. Sorry. You don't but, have to wake up at the wee hours. I've been outside. I've seen it. <laughs> That should be the title of the podcast. I've been outside. I've seen it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting for the discussion on the podcast because I'm enjoying having a movie to discuss yeah. as well. So yeah. it's, it's fun. <laughs> Especially this movie. This, yeah. this, this is your special treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope to do this again next week. Oh, we're going to start talking about movies again regularly? Let's confirm them and make sure Please? I see them first. So I think we're ready to shall, go. Shall we? Start this Let's now that proceed. now that we can have good beer. Yeah, get get your. That bottle. was okay beer. Let us proceed. Yes, it was okay beer. Was can okay. we have a good beer, please? <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I don't usually like wheat ales. Uh, how about this ales, one? Yes, this one. Shall I? Open yes, it? the backwoods. It might be slightly warm. Saison. Saison. There's Saison. <laughs> There's nice. good beer out there. I've been out there. I've seen <laughs> it. <laughs> Oops. Here, actually, let me. The foreshadowing on this podcast is amazing. But yes, we have all been outside. Of course. What the no. fuck, Rick? It's warm. Nice it's warm. It's all It's warm beer. That's my excuse. It's warm it just beer. just has to... glass of head. It'll so settle. Brandon's. It'll settle. Okay, now mine. No, no. I'm going to pour my own. <laughs> See, that was perfect. Why couldn't that happen to me? <laughs> of course, I didn't pour mine. Somebody else poured mine. I'm, bl- I'm blaming Rick, but I knew you poured it. <laughs> Does anybody I'm, want a straw? I'm blaming Rick, too. <laughs> Even though food. I poured it. <laughs> Anyone want more? Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely need more. Oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. A wingo up, a wingo up, a wingo up, a wingo up. A wingo up? What's a wingo up? A wimo up. I like wingo up better. <laughs> that that's like a, a the spaceship, the silver spaceship, the lion takes the control. The Cylons came tonight. <laughs> it's a, is a, is the wingo up? Is that like a Native American um, uh, myth? No. <laughs> Eat yes. your vegetables, or the wingo up will come for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honey, uh, which we haven't been, been married six months. I could still get an annulment, and it wouldn't go on my permanent record. <laughs> This, this will go, go down, down on your, your permanent, permanent record. record. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she, I like how she uses the phrase oh "permanent God. record" to refer so, to marriage as if well, it were wrong doing. So, Brandon's <laughs> been making those comments all week long because I. So yeah. So this morning she said that she was going to go get ah. her name changed, and I made that violent femmes reference, and she's like, huh? "No, it was." I had to play kiss off for her. That was yeah. yesterday because I got a commendation letter. Oh, that's right. We did get a combination letter that a combination letter. It must have been hard to open. It was a combination a com- letter and envelope. Yeah. A commendation. It was like letter. one of those little two, 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 yeah, two, yeah, yeah. two, 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 red. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long fucking week for Jeff. I apologize for this podcast. Oh in my advance. god, Jeff, I'm so glad you're here with us yeah. this afternoon. <laughs> I need more beer. 
<laughs> yeah, I got a pat on the head because I do a good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I could have told you. know, I called it in. I told him. <laughs> <laughs> I went, Governor. Sorry. You could do that. That would go. I away. could. I get. I could call the governor. Get governor. 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 And you could tell them all about me, and then I'll get a raise. Can, it, can we get this? Has <laughs> 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 like, anybody watched Broad City yet? If you haven't, please do. Okay. Um, the gr- the women this. in Broad City actually meet. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, and they're like, oh, they're all freaked out over Hillary Clinton, and they introduce themselves, and what, what if a, Abby goes, hi, I'm Abby, I've pegged. <laughs> I don't know if you know what pegging is. It's when you fuck a guy with a strap on. Yeah. Right. And so that's exactly Did what Did you know, I learned where the term pegging came from. It was it was sponsored by Dan Savage, yeah. the stranger. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, they he put he, out a call for... Someone to um, it, it come was, up with the name. Yeah, it was like Santorum. He put it out to all of his listeners, and oh, that's what they came oh. up with. And speaking of, they actually also used the Eskimo brother and Eskimo sister thing in that. So <gasps> validated, terrible. validated. I'm not terrible. That's awesome. Jeff, do you think we could get this intro in a cockpit? <laughs> what? I don't have anything for you. Yeah. I wasn't aware that there were. Oh no, I do have no, something no, for a, you. No, no, in a cockney. In a co- no, no, you don't want. Cockney. No, I haven't entered a cockney in years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was that was kind of forward of me to ask. 